Hello and welcome to Small Screen Stories. This is the daily show where I go over all the news in the world of entertainment and pop culture. I am Edward Lauder, I'm the editor of Small Screen and let's get right into the big news of, well, technically it was yesterday, but for me over here in, well, France or the UK, uh, it, it was today. And that's the HBO Max's The Batman TV kind of spin-off series has lost its showrunner due to creative differences so this showrunner is a guy called terence winter not terence howard a lot of people have been saying terence howard i've noticed in uh, comments and on um just <clears throat> online really just on on in, in videos online and no it's terence winter and one of the main reasons why i personally and a lot of people were very excited about this batman kind of the batman spin-off series isn't just because it's the Batman spin-off series, which is really exciting anyway. Is It's not just because uh, it's being written or was written by um, Matt Reeves, which is very, very exciting as well. It's not just because it's a prequel series set in year one, in Batman year one. And it's not just because uh, it looks like they're going to be taking on kind of Gotham PD, sorry, Gotham Central, uh, the, the, that, that kind of story arc not necessarily that story arc it's rumoured that they are just call, they're going to call it Gotham Central by the way which is a nice nod to the Ed Brubaker comic but um, no it's because of Terence Winter Terence Winter as a showrunner to me was really really fascinating because he of course was uh, one of the people involved heavily involved in The Sopranos he was uh, the guy that uh, he was the creator of um of Boardwalk Empire. He also was the creator and showrunner of Vinyl, which only got, I believe it was only one series before it was cancelled. And he also wrote The Wolf of Wall Street. So he is a really, really talented guy. He's not just worked in TV, he's worked in movies as well. He's someone that seems to kind of understand kind of the gangster vibe, which is something the criminal atmosphere of TV shows, which is something that I, this this series was is supposedly about is about the kind of corruption within um, the Gotham police force. And having him on board was really, really fascinating. But no, apparently uh, he ended up leaving, uh, this is from The Hollywood Reporter, due to creative differences with Matt Reeves in particular. Apparently they had two very different visions for what they wanted. Uh, there were, uh, have been rumours that um, Winter's vision... Okay, well, according to the, the Hollywood Reporter, they said that Winter's vision for the drama didn't match what Reeves and the other producers had in mind. But apparently, according to... Again, this is speculation online, uh, claiming that these are exclusives. But um, people have been saying that apparently Winter wanted a more kind of gritty, realistic approach whereas Matt Reeves wanted a more kind of Tim Burton feel to it and have almost like a villain of the week type thing, which uh, I don't think Winter would have ever been very interested in. But if that's the case, then I would have been like, my first my first question is why on earth would he have agreed to, to do this in the first place? He clearly would have seen and would have met Reeves beforehand and would have seen the scripts why would he then go, oh, you know what? Yeah, this this is this is good for me. I'll sign on to it. And then later go, oh, actually, no, I don't like this idea. I doubt the production, I doubt the things would have changed that much, really. I whether I honestly I think that Reeves and him just didn't get on. And um that's again, this is speculation. This is what I'm I'm kind of seeing in between the lines here. And they wanted to an, an a, a relatively amicable split. 
And the best way to do that was for Winter to leave. But what do you guys think about this news? Is this upsetting to you? Who do you think they'll get to replace him as a showrunner? It's something that uh, a lot of people will be very interested in joining this show. Uh, it's a really big show. Uh, HBO Max are making a lot of these uh, shows. And uh, let me know what you think about this in the comments below. Another one of the shows, incidentally, that HBO Max is currently um, producing is The Green Lantern Show. And according to the direct, they're saying that um, the HBO Max Green Lantern show is going to be is going to include include sorry mature content and also be rated TVMA. So TVMA in America is TV mature, and uh, it's also according to uh, their sources is going to feature the Dominators, also known as the Dominion. So it, I wasn't very familiar with the the, the Dominators and the Dominion. I, I am uh, an avid comic book reader, but I haven't read. I haven't kind of happened upon them in some in the comics I've read, but uh, according I've done some, I did some re research and apparently um, they're very involved in the invasion storyline, which is actually the one of the storylines that was in a, the crossover Arrowverse cross, crossover episode recently, in which these a, this alien race uh, convinces the members of the Justice League to attack Earth. So if they're using this again, this is this supposedly an exclusive from the direct but they might be making stuff up i don't know but it's according to their sources they they are going to be the main villain in this show which sounds to me really interesting if it's what they're going to do and also it's going to be quite violent and quite bloody and quite some gore in there as well which um you know it's it's quite it's kind of a different uh, a different way forward for these dc comics shows being grittier being more violent it's kind of think less arrowverse and the cw think more doom patrol and and titans but hopefully not quite as kind of i do like i really love doom patrol i think doom patrol is a great show it's really weird which is something that i really like about it i think titans is less good it's just kind of a gorier version of the cw stuff um or i just actually if i'm going to be honest i actually prefer the cw stuff over over titans but there are a lot of people out there that really really do love uh, the titans tv show and i understand why it's it's, it's it's a fascinating television show but this jeff johns is supposedly more involved in this it's uh, actually going to be i believe it is being produced by greg Bellanti. um who of course is very involved in the cw stuff but they're looking to have this be a bit edgier a bit more mature a bit more adult which is something that i think these shows actually do need to lean on heavily more heavily in the future it looks like they're really going to do that especially with the batman series but what do you think about all of this are you excited for the green lantern show let me know in the comments below right moving on from that and moving on to a geekosity scoop which is actually related to a scoop well not really a scoop an article that I published uh, last week about um, the Batman Beyond series, which is also an HBO Max series, which is currently in the works. And according to Geekosity, Mikey Sutton's, uh, well, Geekosity's Mikey Sutton, I always get that wrong. Uh, Warner Brothers is actually actively trying to cast Timothée Chalamet as uh, Terry McGuinness in the Batman Beyond show. So what I'd been told is that they're looking for a, a, a Timothée Chalamet type, because one of the reasons why they couldn't really go for him, at least this is what I was told, was because A, he's too expensive. B, he's got a busy schedule. And yeah, that's it. <laughs> there's, not, there's not a C in that. that. They were the two reasons that I, I was told as to why 
uh, Warner Brothers were looking for someone similar to him, but not necessarily him. But apparently, according to Mikey Sutton's sources, no, they're actually actively trying to cast him, which is interesting because uh, I personally think he's perfect casting for the role, which is one of the reasons why uh, why Warner Brothers and HBO Max uh, are were interested in casting someone like him because he is perfect for the role. But the, the fact of the matter is that he's, I mean, he's getting, his stock is becoming, you know, more kind of, is growing and growing with every single day that goes by. More people are realizing what a good and talented actor Timothée Chalamet is. Honestly, as far as I'm concerned, the guy's going to win an Oscar in the future. And now that he's in June, so that's two movies he's going to be in, and he's uh, he sh- he's shown in the likes of Lady Bird and Little Women and um, Call Me by Your Name. All these fantastic movies. How good he is. The guy is in high demand and he's got a lot of stuff coming out in the future. So, and he's with that comes uh, a bigger paycheck for him, really, because he's in high demand. So, in order to make sure that the guy actually turns up in your movie or your your TV show, you need to pay him a lot of money. The fact of the matter is, though, that um, Timothy Shelemir actually expressed keen, like, interest, genuine interest in the role of Robin. And this, to me, a Terry McGuinness, being cast as Terry McGuinness is a step above that because he's Batman. Terry McGuinness is a younger version of Batman and he's being mentored by who, what would be Michael Keaton's uh, Bruce Wayne. So there is a lot there to really be interested in in the sense that if, if Shalomir were to be cast in the role, one of the probably one of the main reasons why he'd want to do it is because a the script would be good hopefully fingers crossed b michael keaton's involved c he'd get to play batman so and he'd probably get a relatively big paycheck as well but the fact of the matter is though and this is uh, this is not just me saying this this is pr- pretty well known throughout the industry warner brothers are pretty cheap um I mean, it's it's just it's it's one of those things they don't like to spend a lot of money on things and apparently the word on the street is that HBO Max is actually trying to spend as little money as possible on these things. And as far as I'm aware, and as far as my sources were aware, Michael Keaton was the big the big thing they wanted for the show. He was the key. Uh, they wouldn't have gone ahead without him being involved. Uh, getting him involved was paramount. So they would have probably spent most of their budget, well, not most of it, but a pretty big chunk on their, of their budget on just getting him involved in 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 the in the series which means that which again was one of the reasons why my sources were telling me that they were looking for someone like Timothée Chalamet not not him um you know because he's expensive and just as every (laughs) he's getting more and more expensive by the hour I think although maybe 2020's put a hold on some of those things I don't know but I'm pretty sure the minute June comes out um, people will be looking at him very, very keenly and wanting to get him into their franchises and their potentially their TV shows, their movies. But yeah, what do you guys think about this uh, this report? Again, it is it is a rumor. I will say this: it is speculation. Geekosity is is saying it's a scoop, but I do want to say that you do have to. Um, things do change. It might not happen, but as far as they're concerned, as far as their sources are concerned, it is happening. But let me know what you guys think in the comments below. Right, moving away from that, moving on to WandaVision and Paul Bettany. So Paul Bettany has been talk- was talking to Collider about the upcoming uh, WandaVision TV show, which is coming out on the 15th of January, I believe, uh, 2021. 
And he revealed during this interview that he actually thought, well, he he think he knows that WandaVision is actually going to make sense within the MCU. One of the things about the WandaVision TV show that is both interesting and maybe rather difficult for people to wrap their heads around is that it's all taking place, supposedly all taking place in um, Wanda Maximoff's head, which makes it kind of, as far as the MCU is concerned, a bit weird because nothing like this has really ever happened in the MCU. It's kind of the weirdest thing we got to this was probably Doctor Strange. And that really wasn't that weird. Uh, but this this is going to be really, really quite out there. I think it's filmed like a kind of 50s TV show. They Apparently they dressed up, everyone on set had to dress up like they were in the 50s. It must have been very hot. Lots of woolen jumpers. But um, And they let everyone involved that they filmed it in front of a live audience. Everyone in that audience had to sign an NDA saying they couldn't, they, they can't leak anything about it. You know, Marvel's really hot on this, which is why it's actually very, very difficult trying to find anyone that will talk to you about anything Marvel related. But um, anyway, here's the quote. He said, I think it's going to make you think about the MCU in a whole brand new way. But I do think that it's absolutely a part of that universe. As each episode unfolds, the audience will be able to peel back layer upon layer until this rather beautiful puzzle box written by Jack uh, Schaefer and directed by Max Shackman, sorry, Matt Shackman, and shot by Jess Hall will be revealed to everybody and it will make sense. All of the bonkers stuff will be about something. So basically he's saying that it will make sense within the MCU. So, which is good. It, it can, it might be a bit of a kind of side uh, or an aside to to the MCU, to the kind of main movies and TV shows that are going on, but it will tie in with the MCU and I'm pretty sure it will tie in with Doctor Strange. I am calling it now, I think Benedict Cumberbatch's Doctor Strange will turn up at the end and I think Scarlet Witch is going to be a an antagonist in or one of the antagonists in Doctor Strange 2. Uh, I think she's going to pose quite a big threat moving forward. We've also heard from um, yeah, we've heard from Elizabeth Olsen herself that she wants to be playing this role for years to come. It's it's a role that she really loves playing. And one of the reasons why she loves playing it so much is possibly because she's going to explore a ver- a darker side to her character, which is fascinating. This whole thing is fascinating. I think One Division is going to really blow people's minds i really really do think it's going to be great but what do you guys think about that let me know in the comments below right moving away from that and moving on to some netflix movie news right so it's been revealed that jennifer garner and zoe zaldana are joining ryan reynolds's uh, upcoming netflix movie that's called the adam project so this movie is uh, it's being directed i believe by sean levy who's the director of uh, free guy which is the uh, the movie that that Ryan Reynolds is going to be in next. It's supposed to come out in December. It's now been pushed into, well, 2021. We don't really know when it's going to come out. But uh, this next movie, so this was reported by The Hollywood Reporter. Uh, so let's see. So it's going to be the second film of of Ryan Reynolds coming to Netflix. The first one being that god-awful Six Underground movie that he did with Michael Bay. I'm sorry if you like that film. It's not a good movie. And according to The Hollywood Reporter, so the plot will involve Reynolds, uh, will star as a, as a man who goes back in time and gets some help from his 13-year-old self. During their time-traveling adventures, they end up meeting up with their deceased father, who is roughly the same age as Reynolds is now. Uh, Jennifer Garner has been cast as the boy's mother, and Zaldana is playing the adult character's wife, who also happens to be a fighter pilot. So this screenplay was written by Jonathan Topper, 
who was working from original uh, script by Mark Levine, Jennifer Flackett, and T.S. Nolwyn. And it sounds, I mean, it's a sci-fi kind of, it sounds a bit like Back to the Future in a weird way. Sorry, you might hear that my throat's quite croaky at the moment, but um, it sounds quite interesting. And I do, I do like it, it. It's not, it's not quite like a. I know Ryan Reynolds did a horror film called Life before, which was a science fiction film, which I thought was just terrible. Um, a lot of people likened it to Venom in a weird way, which it actually kind of was a bit like Venom, actually. Um, but it's kind of Alien meets Venom. But he likes doing these films. He, he's he's doing a lot, actually, Ryan Reynolds. He's making a lot of stuff. And um, he's doing a lot of these movies with Netflix now. So it seems to be a place that he really likes to to work um, or a company he likes to work with, which makes sense because they, um, they give people a lot of money to make um, relatively average movies often. And uh, I think this film has people involved in it that were also involved in The Old Guard, which is another film I thought wasn't very good uh you know there's lots of these films coming out on netflix but the thing is i think jennifer garner and zoe saldana are brilliant brilliant actors if you haven't seen peppermint which uh is the jennifer garner movie that came out i think 2000 2019 i think it came out last year it is fantastic she is brilliant in it she's a really i really really like that film and i think she's a really good action star it sounds to me as though she's not going to be doing much action in this which is a bit bit of a shame she's going to be playing a mother um, you know, <laughs> but I like the fact that Zoe Zaldana is playing Ryan Reynolds' wife, who's also a fighter pilot. I think that's quite amusing. But let me know what you guys think about this. Is this a pro- is this a project, the Adam project? Is this something you're interested in? Let me know in the comments below. Right, moving away from that, moving on to Scream. There's been a lot of Scream news over the well last couple of hours. So first off, it was revealed that Scream Five uh, had finished shooting. And uh, was going to be coming out in, I think it was January 14th, 2022, which is a long way away, considering it's finished shooting already. They've got like a whole over a year now to edit it. But it was then revealed that Scream 5 is going to be called Scream. Hmm. Which is kind of confusing because Wes Craven's original movie that came out in 1996 was called Scream. So Scream 5 is called Scream. I wonder who came up with that one. The thing is, uh, I actually really, really do like the look of this film and the sound of it. I like the the, the people behind it. It's um, the directors of a film called Ready or Not, which is a really good horror movie. You should watch it. It's, it's really good. And um, it's it's got, of course, it's got Courtney Cox coming back, Nev Campbell, David Arquette. Uh, it's got a, you know, a whole bunch of um, new cast members as well. That are coming back, and um, so they they revealed today that that that, that it was a wrap, that production had finished, and uh, so twenty, I think it was twenty five years ago, the first film came out. So it's a film that I personally, I'm just really excited they're doing it. Of course, with Wes Craven is sadly no longer with us, so he won't be directing it. But um, I, I believe it sounds to me they got the original writer back, who's also producing, it, and he was Kevin Williamson, and he was the one that actually revealed uh, this the new title and the fact that they, they'd finished uh, shooting it. So I like that. I like that. That's I like the fact that they're getting kind of the old gang back together, and hopefully they're going to keep that original kind of scream vibe with it, and maybe maybe update it slightly if you've got the ready or not guys coming in as well. Hopefully they'll give a, a different spin on what is basically a horror spoof. 
the original Scream was a horror spoof, really. It was a kind of, um, it was a pastiche of, of all those kind of slasher horror movies that were coming out. And it was something that Wes Craven really wanted to do. And, and it, is, it is quite funny when you watch it now. It's, it's quite a funny movie. And of course, then, oddly enough, the scary movies came out after that, which were a pastiche of a pastiche, kind of a spoof of a spoof, which, again, the first scary movie is quite fun. But after, after that one, it kind of got a bit old. But I'm... Again, that's the same thing with the Scream franchise. After the first Scream movie, they kind of got gradually worse and worse and worse until Scream 4 came out, which, I mean, I love Wes Craven, but it wasn't a very good film. Hopefully this one will be better. But let me know what you guys think in the comments below. Right, moving away from that and moving on to Zachary Levi, who is one of my favorite actors of all time. I think Zachary Levi is great. I've loved the guy ever since uh, he was in Chuck. That was a series that I really, really adored. Uh, yeah, it's a McGee series, but I, re I really like that show. But it's been revealed today in The Hollywood Reporter that he's going to be starring in a movie called The Unbreakable Boy, which is being directed by John Gunn. I do not believe John Gunn has any relation to James Gunn. I didn't look that up, actually. I don't think so. But, of course, um, <laughs> Zachary Levi's been making a bit of a name for himself. He was in Shazam. He is Shazam. You know, he is Shazam. He was in Tangled. He's actually Captain Marvel, I believe, is Shazam's real name. Uh, he was in the Disney show, the Disney movie Tangled. He did a voice in that. He was in the marvelous Miss Maisel in a in a cameo role. So he's been he's been in a lot of stuff. And um, this movie is going into production. He's going to be playing the lead. So he'll be playing a, a dad in the film. His son Austin has a brittle bone disease and autism, but he also has a joyous take on life that transforms transforms and unites everyone around him. The film will be distributed by Lionsgate. There's no news on when the film will come out. But it seems like he's going to do this film and then going to go on and do another film after this called American Underdog, the Kurt Warner story, which is with the Irwin brothers. But I just wanted to mention this because I'm a big fan of Zachary Levi's. I'll watch basically anything that he does. I also He's a massive geek as well, which I really love. He's a big comic. Um, not, well, yeah, he's a comic book guy, but also a very big gamer. So what do you guys think about this? Is this something that you're interested in? Let me know in the comments below. Right, moving on from that and on to, uh, let's do next, let's do Zack Snyder. So Zack Snyder actually revealed how he managed to convince Jared Leto to return as the Joker in the Justice League. So Snyder, of course, has been doing a heck of a lot of interviews recently. Loads of loads of interviews. Yesterday, of course, the the uh, new trailer for Justice League was, re was revealed. They actually released two. They released one in, that was monochrome, which um, Zack Snyder kind of released on through Vero, and then HBO Max re released a um, a color one. I don't really know why they did that. I'm going to be honest. It, their whole I'm going to be completely and utter, uh, utterly brutal with you here, and uh, brutally honest. That's what I wanted to say. Um, I think they're botching this. Uh, first of all, I don't understand. I know that they gave the reason being like, oh, there, there are music rights, so we had to take the, the trailer down. Fine. All right. I'll, t I'll accept that. Um, but why release two trailers after that on the same day that are basically the same, just one is in color and one is in monochrome, black and white? I, 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 don't, I really don't get it. It doesn't make any sense. I mean... I'm really, really excited to see this film. I really want to see this film, but I really do worry about HBO Max in particular and what they're doing with a lot of their projects that are coming up. Because they're not, I mean, they're spending a lot on this. They're spending, they, I think it's reported 70 million. 
they've spent uh, on getting this Zack Snyder's cut done and out and finished. And they're, I mean, according to my sources, they're going to be making a second one. Again, it does it does depend on how well this film does, but I pre- I'm pretty sure this film's going to do really well regardless. But I really do think they're not doing the film justice with the, um, no pun intended, with, with, with the way they're promoting it. Um, maybe taking it down, taking the trailers down and putting them back up again is, a, is probably the best kind of marketing ploy that anyone's ever come up with. But I just think it just seems kind of haphazard, the whole way they're doing it. It just seems really weird to me. And um, it also seems to me as though Zack Snyder is having to do a lot of the promotion himself, which I kind of get. Maybe they're just saying, oh, do whatever you want, talk to whoever you want to. But he's talking to so many people. He, He probably took like three days out of his schedule just so that he could talk to all these people. I mean... Just it just seems a bit odd to me. The whole thing seems odd. I do love the fact that he talks to the fans. I think that's great, and uh, and that just shows what kind of person Zack Snyder is. He he loves the fans and he wants to talk to them. But I just I just get I, I get a sense that the way they've been releasing this and the way they've been promoting it just doesn't make any sense. And I don't I, I get the sense that he's not really getting much help from HBO Max and and Warner Brothers. Uh, I, I mean. According to him, it was Toby Emmerich, who's the head of Warner Brothers, that wanted him to do this, that called him up, that gave him the call to, to get this going, asking him if he wanted to do it. <laughs> then why not back him up properly? It's actually their biggest thing that's coming out. It's like the, the, this, this cut, <clears throat> apart from Wonder Woman 1984, which we don't even know when it's going to come out. Is it going to come out in December? <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I hope so. I'd love it if it did, but... At the moment, it's looking like it's coming out in 2021. But this is definitely coming out in 2021. It more likely than not will come out towards the uh, the beginning of the year. There are, of course, I'm going to start talking about Jared Leto in a second, but he he is going to be in it playing the Joker. That I, I'm pretty sure a lot of people will be really interested to see him. <clears throat> but yeah, I just I don't know. I just find the whole thing a bit weird. I think the whole the whole thing's really weird to me, but anyway, he 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 revealed this back to the, the Joker. He was talking to the Film Junkie, which is a, a really good um, YouTube channel. You should go and check out, actually. Um, yeah, so he was talking to him and revealed that kind of the conversation that happened and how he managed to get Jared Leto to come and play the Joker. So he said it was a cool conversation because when I pitched the idea, I felt. I feel like he hooked on to why of it and there's a big why and I was like okay and literally he said to me we'll talk more and then I kept calling him and we talked for a while and then he agreed to do it. So it sounds to me as though Jared Leto was kind of on board from the very beginning but he needed to be convinced. He needed to be wooed. Let's say that. Let, let, let's, let's press it like that. He needed to feel like he was needed. And um, I get that. I get that. Of course, you know there there's a lot of history there for him with with uh, with the Joker role. Of course, he had a, a pretty specific vision in mind for the character, and I really don't think he got to play that. I have I'm I'm a hundred percent positive that the Joker that we saw in Suicide Squad was not the version of the Joker that uh, Jared Leto wanted to give us. If anything, it was toned down. I'm pretty sure he really wanted to turn it up to 11. And I think he did that. And I think he did that on set. And I think he, there, are, there are reels of him uh, being 
absolutely bonkers in that movie and Warner Brothers chickened out and they decided to tone it down to re-edit it to basically edit that movie like a like it was a, a video a music video which is basically what it is it's multiple music videos in one movie and unfortunately we got a very watered down version I think in this movie in um, in Justice League even though it's going to be very very small his his role in it I think this scene that he's doing or he's shot will be miles better than anything we saw in Justice League um, because there's there's more thought that's gone into it and I think it's going to be well we're going to see what Zack Snyder had in mind and I think it sounds to me like the two of them kind of concocted this together and really um, came up with a story arc for the Joker which is going to I think it's going to be really interesting but let me know what you think about all of this in the in the comments below right so moving away from that and moving on to what I think is actually pretty much the biggest story of not of the day let's just say that uh, and it's going to be the final story today and again it comes from uh, Geekosity uh, Mikey Sutton's Geekosity why do I say that Geekosity's Mikey Sutton sorry and according to him and his sources, Warner Brothers is considering making a solo Mira movie starring Amber Heard. So I know the minute you hear that, you've probably got a lot of people out there crying their eyes out. Well, not crying their eyes out, but getting really annoyed <laughs> about, about this because, again, there's a lot of, you know, the story, I've, I've spoken about this a lot. There's a lot to talk about as far as Amber Heard's concerned. But again, I mentioned this uh, last on last yesterday's show, I believe. Uh, that uh, Warner Brothers will find it very, very difficult to fire Amber Heard from Aquaman 2. And according to, to Mikey Sutton's sources, they're actually seeing this, the whole kind of online anger towards Amber Heard and the, 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 all the calls to have her um, fired, the online petition, which has now reached well over, I think it was 1.2 million when I last checked, so it's probably like 1.5 million now. But uh, they're they're not they're ignoring that they're, they're they're not paying any attention to all of that, and he said uh, this is in his article and I quoted him. He said an insider explained that they see it no differently than the boycott of Marvel Studios Captain Marvel film, which proved to be ineffective as it brought in over a billion to Disney. They believe it's artificially inflated and most likely politically motivated. They don't base their decision on web chatter. So it actually makes sense um, that that this is what they might do. Uh, I honestly, I'm going to be completely honest with you. I don't know whether they'll go through with this because I just don't. I don't see a, a solo Mirror movie making anywhere near a billion dollars. I don't. I don't see it cracking five hundred million. I to be. I don't see it cracking three hundred million. I don't think people would see it, mainly because I'm going to be completely honest here. Amber Heard's not a good enough actor to take that on. Uh, she's not a Brie Larson. She uh, and I know people have their issues with Brie Larson and Captain Marvel, but Brie Larson is a fantastic actor. You know, Amber Heard doesn't have a movie in her repertoire like Room, and uh, she I, honestly, I don't think she ever will do. She's just not that type of actor, and I think Mira is not an interesting enough character to make a solo movie. I I understand that. There are probably uh, executives and producers at Warner Brothers that think this is a good idea because they think it's uh, more representation. And uh, but the the problem is backing Amber Heard is, is you're backing the wrong horse. Uh, 
as far as, far as that movie is concerned. If you're gonna if you're gonna do um, if you're gonna make a DC Comics kind of female led movie, well you've already you already got Margot Robbie, uh, who's you know you've done the Birds of Prey film, which again I say I say this every time I actually really really enjoyed. I thought Birds of Prey was actually really good fun, but I think that there's a movie in there. Uh, with Margot Robbie as Harley Quinn that you can make which would be far far better than Birds of Prey but but this is I'm saying that that, that there's there's room there that there are other actors involved there are other characters involved within the DCEU within the DC kind of comics universe that are far more interesting than Mira that are far more uh they just have so much more potential than a Mira solo movie so According to Geekosity, this is in the this is this is being talked about. This is this is what they're thinking of doing. They're not going to do it. They're, they're never they're never going to do this. Never in a million years are they going to make a Mira solo movie because, as I said before, Mira is just not an interesting enough character as played by Amber Heard. If they were to cast someone else in the role, then maybe. But as as far as Mira as it stands in the DCU being played by. Amber Heard? No, I don't. I, I really don't. I don't think that they'll they'll look at the that they'll they'll look at the potential revenue they can make from the film, and they'll be like, no, it just doesn't doesn't make sense to make this. They'll probably end up what you could spend. Let's say you spend two hundred million on it, all right, which is actually quite a lot to be honest. So let's say one hundred and fifty, uh, and then it ends up making three hundred million, three hundred and fifty million at the box office. You're making a loss, because honestly, the max. I mean, the 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 problem is, is that it, you know there are lots of people. It's just both. It's it's not just it's. It, well, as far as Amber Heard's concerned, it's not just one side or the other that really dislike her. It's both. And um, again, you can't say anything at the moment because like. The the whole that I know that the the son won the case against Johnny Depp, but there are lots of court cases going on still involving both Johnny Depp and Amber Heard. But I think forget that, put that to one side, put all that stuff to one side, and look at Amber Heard's back catalogue. Look at the stuff she's done in the past. I think she's good in Aquaman two, uh, in Aquaman sorry, and I think she'll probably be very good in Aquaman two as well. I think she she works alongside Jason Momoa. But that's the thing. She 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 works in a movie. She's a side character. She's a side character that that and she doesn't have, you know, she's not a it, she she doesn't have the same. What's the word? Kind of, she's not like a Gal Gadot. She's not she's not a Brie Larson. She's she's not one of those actors. At least as far as I'm concerned. And I'm pretty sure people at Warner Brothers know that as well. And I think they also, I think Amber Heard knows where at, where her character is. Like, I think she knows that Mira is very much someone that will turn up in movies, in bigger movies, will turn up in an Aquaman film, but will never actually have her own movie. She's not a Scarlet, you know, it's not a Black Widow type character. Again, it's a, if if they're gonna if they've made if they've written a fantastic script. And it's wonderful, and they're like, "Let's go with it." Then fine, but I don't even think a fantastic a fantastic script is really good enough. I think there's too much bad press around her as well. I, I think that's that again. There's too much bad press around Amber Heard, 
And they, I know that the 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 source here said that they're not they're not they're thinking it's artificially inflated this whole petition thing. That the the fact of the matter is the petition is online. It's there. It's there for everyone to see. It's there for everyone to report on. It's all people seem to be reporting on. So it's just bad. It's just bad PR for everybody. That and it, it will stick in people's minds. And uh, let what well, I'm actually really fascinated to see what happens when Aquaman two comes out. Whether there is a big boycott or not, or whether it does end up making a billion. Because honestly, I think it'll probably will make up. I think it will end up making a billion. And I actually hope it does because Aquaman two is not just an Amber Heard movie. It's far more than that. It's a James Wan film. Well, supposedly it hasn't been officially greenlit yet, but you know it's got James Wan in it, well, directing it. You've got Jason Momoa in it. You're, you know, you probably have Willem Dafoe in it as well. It's, it's like, it's, and then there's the whole car. There's, there's the rest of the cast. There's the crew. You know, you've got uh, Abdul Yahin Mata the third, um, Abdul Yaha Matin the the second. Sorry. And uh, who's a brilliant, brilliant actor, but I always struggle with his name. Again, I, I'm not good with names. So it's more than just Amber Heard. And I think people need to think about that when they think about Aquaman 2. But as far as a, a solo mirror movie is concerned, no. It's, it's, it's not going to happen. And on that bombshell, I'm going to say goodnight. Thank you so much for watching. Uh, if you like listening to these sorts of things as a podcast i do release this as a podcast uh, you can find that wherever you get your podcasts at small screen stories and if you're listening on apple podcasts please give us five stars that'd be wonderful if you're watching now on youtube subscribe if you're if if you like the video like it if you if you're watching on facebook like the facebook page like the video share the video that'd be re really good if you could do that um whatever you guys do on twitch <laughs> keep on doing what you're doing i have no idea maybe follow me i don't know if you can follow me on twitch um yeah and you can follow small screen everywhere on social media at small screen gb so that's on uh, instagram facebook and twitter you can also go and read the articles on the site which is at small-screen.co.uk you can follow me as well if you want on twitter at ej lauder and i believe that's everything i have to plug so thank you very, very much, guys, for watching, and I'll see you in the next one. Thanks, and goodbye.